Welcome to the Unearthed Man Podcast, the journey of becoming a conscious man, hosted by Milva. Hey all, Milva here, and welcome to episode 5 of the Unearthed Man Podcast. For all those who have provided comments and feedback, thank you very much. If this is your first time listening, certainly welcome aboard. If this is episode five you listened to, then thank you very much for definitely being uh, what I'll call a loyal supporter of the podcast. On episode four, I did mention that my next guest was going to be Reggie Farmer. Uh, for all those who were waiting for the episode, uh, my apologies, you might have to wait another couple of weeks. Reggie and I are doing a part one to part two. We've successfully recorded part one, but we couldn't quite align our schedules for part two. So the recording of that is coming up within the next week. So the intent is probably in about two weeks time, you'll get a back to back run of episodes of Reggie Farmer. So definitely make sure you tune in for that one. But Certainly doesn't mean drop off now because the guest that I have today is certainly an amazing man, somebody who I find challenges me, someone who helps me continually think through my belief system and how I operate. He certainly sees the world through a different set of eyes than all of us, and he has a really simple viewpoint about how life can operate and how you can be successful in a simplified life, yet also be, if you like, you know, financially successful off the back of that. So that is certainly coming up soon on the rest of the episode. One of the things that has popped up is over the last couple of episodes, I've asked for people to provide feedback and comments or to make sure they're subscribing. And it was, the question was asked, why am I doing that? Is that because I'm still seeking external validation of what I'm doing and how I'm operating and is that about stroking the ego or am I actually doing it to a ways of improving? So in sitting down and thinking about it, I'm probably 50-50. Yeah, there's part of me who wants the feedback, who wants to be told I'm doing a good job, who wants to know that, you know, hey, you know, this is coming along really well, it's a great professional outfit or whatever happens to be. So yeah, there is an element in that and I'm exploring that at this point in time. From a different aspect though, yes, feedback is great because that's how we learn and then we can improve and I can actually put subtle changes into the podcast to make it more listenable. So if there is feedback from a, I suppose, a listening perspective, then certainly send it through. On the other aspect, I'll just continue to work through you know, what validation I am and am not seeking. So that's probably just where I'm sitting. So as you know, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. The podcast is up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, Google, plenty of places you can find or just go direct into the Buzzsprout site. So I'm not going to uh, continue on anymore. And now I'm just going to let, let us now move on and get on with episode five. My guest grew up in a household with a mother as an energy healer and yoga master and a father who devoted his life to truth. In his early adult life, he spent it committed to building a large marketing company, which led to many entrepreneurial adventures, only to realize that chasing money, cars and riches was not leading to the happiness that was promised by the Western dream, so the search turned within. Nearly three years ago, he moved to Vanuatu, a small island in the South Pacific, looking for a different way of living. 
is now living a sustainable life on a 14-hectare homestead in the tropics and devotes his time to supporting others find true happiness. Welcome to the Unearthed Man podcast, Sam Lewis. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, no worries at all, Sam. So you and I uh, first met at Unleash the Beast in November last year as part of my awakening or initiation uh, into this uh, new world that I found myself. Um, how often have you done Unleash? How many? What's your been involvement with Unleash over the time? Um, look, I've, I've coached and supported in, in all of them. We've done three now. We've done um, two in Brisbane um, and then we did one in LA. So I've been, yeah, been lucky enough to support and, and coach in those ones and help facilitate that. And, and they're a lot of fun as well. Ah, oh, absolutely. I, th- I think that's what I got out of it, um, you know, a lot about the comradeship and, and knowing that you can support men. Uh, the one thing that I did take out of it, and there's a word that's now embedded in my brain, and to be honest, it's actually been a very uh, beneficial word. It's called the gooch. Uh, <laughs> do you want to uh, talk through uh, what the, the gooch actually means and, and how, how you've used that before to, to help men, um, particularly in some of the activities that we're doing? Yeah, uh, gooch I think is a bit of a Australian slang, um, but the the correct name is the perineum, um, and it's basically the the place in between your um, your your asshole and and your genitals, um, and what that is is um, I mean that's the that's the anatomy of it, um, but spiritually it's the it's the base chakra, so it's the base chakra from where it's your power chakra. Um, and some of the work I do, I work with Kundalini energy, um, and that's the base of the Kundalini. So by activating your, you know, quote unquote, gooch or your your perineum, um, what happens is it, it it activates your Kundalini, um, and that should work its way up your spine through the chakras and then out the crown of your head. Um, and it's a good way to to activate, you know, it's a good way to activate energy, um, whether that be spiritual energy or or just physical energy. Um, and we use it in Unleash the Beast. We, we, we work with um, transmuting sexual energy. Um, so to take that sexual energy that starts in your base and around that genital area and bring that up into your heart space. So rather than you approaching, you know, um, situations, especially with, with women, um, from a sexual standpoint, you're able to transmute that energy into your heart so you can come... I, I suppose that you, you can communicate with women and you can you can have a interaction with women from a heart space and not from a from a genital space, which um you know, in, in Unleash we, we we have some practices around that. I don't want to get give away too much. No. Um but it's a very different approach, you know, coming coming from the heart opposed to, you know, coming from your from your balls. <laughs> and, and and I just want to explore that a little bit more because the the one thing that I don't think guys generally understand is that where the core of our energy and where the core of the women's energy or where we both operate from, where we're going to start to touch on, it comes from two different spaces. And I don't think a lot of men understand that, you know, a lot of our energy is driven from that area between our belly button, you know, and the perineum and the gooch. And, and that's where channeling it correctly you can actually end up with, as you said, a lot of power and, and, and a lot of different ways about how you go about uh, thinking and operating on a day-to-day basis. Oh, 
hundred percent. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's about channeling that energy. I mean, it's a it's a tantric practice, and you know, people have been doing this for thousands and thousands of years, and it's you know these ancient practices. It's it's um, sometimes forgotten about in our Western society. Um, you know, we feel we don't have the time for it or or the, or the need for these ancient practices. Um, but you know, used in the right context, in the right you know, in the right place, um, they're extremely powerful. And one of the things, you know, that, that I've taken away from it, and this probably, you know, this, this won't let out on anything that we did on Unleash, but I've actually found, and, and this is why I'll go back and use the term what's firmly embeds in my mind, the gooch, I know that when I'm in sexual activity with, with my wife, that previously I was a, a fairly early ejaculator. Um, I'm now finding that, funny enough, if I actually drop the word the gooch into my mind, and then that reminds me to actually effectively take into that tantric practice my control has dramatically increased and my ability to you know sustain sex for a longer period of time and also sustain my own uh sexual energy and be more present in what's taking place rather than that huge all of a sudden you know the adrenaline kicks in the excitement kicks in the breathing gets short next thing you know you you come really quickly and actually being able to just have a, a buzzword or a keyword that just drops in your mind can actually be hugely beneficial and you can actually get a lot out of it sexually as you go forward. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's the case. It's a combination of that and you also said the breath, you know, to be able to control the breath. And, um, you know, I'm not no sex coach or anything like that. Don't definitely don't claim to be. Um, I'm, I'm more of a meditation guy, but you use very similar energies in meditation and, and transmuting that sexual energy, the base energy, up into the heart and up into the, you know, up into the, the crown chakra um, is what we do in meditation. Um, but, yeah, it definitely can be used in, in sexual practices. Um, and I've had a chat to a lot of guys that have, that are funnily enough from from the, from the work that we've done in Unleash or talks I've had to them has, has improved their sex life. So that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, all I know is that uh, my wife is certainly much happier from me knowing the word the gooch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, the other thing that uh, I, I want to chat to you about, Sam, is I had never come across the term innerpreneur before i'd always seen everything out there um operating in the corporate space everyone is you're either a corporate person a self-employed person or you're this entrepreneur and an entrepreneur is someone who's willing to fail many times and, and you know but you know continually tries to drive business and has the courage to keep doing things the term entrepreneur what what does that look like for you and, and what was that change what what moved you from the entrepreneur that we did in you know on the introduction to becoming an entrepreneur and and, and what does that actually mean for you? Okay, it's um, look, it's just a play on words. Um, it's a play on words, and um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole adult life. I've I've never had a had a job in my adult life. I sort of opened a business when I was very young, um, fresh out of school, um, and have always done some sort of entrepreneurial activity um, from running a marketing company. I owned a boxing gym. I was a boxing promoter for a while. Um, and now I do some coaching and also, you know, run a marketing company. Um, so that entrepreneurialism was kind of in my blood, if you like, and it was it was something that I was very passionate about. And I, I, I don't think I'll ever have a job or work for the man in my lifetime. Um, and then I, you know, I, I suppose over time, I entrepreneur the whole idea of entrepreneur is it's um, it's somebody that is that is self made that creates from themselves. 
Um, so the swing intrapreneur is it's about creation from within. Innerpreneur is about the creation from within. Um, so it's somebody that creates but creates from a space within um, or searches within to find answers um, opposed to, um, you know, the outward search that, that we that we generally do or what we see as entrepreneurs and driving Ferraris and, you know, living in, in houses and private jets and all that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit of a swing on it. Um, what led me down that path is I was just, you know, after doing business and, you know, buying buying the sports cars and buying houses on the beach and Swiss watches and doing all that gig, I realised that it was an insatiable need for me to want more and that need for me to want more and more and more and forever chasing a target that was moving. Um, as soon as I achieved one thing, there was a short amount of, you know, satisfaction from it. Before I moved on to the next target, I just realized that this is insatiable. It's never going to end. It's a forever moving target and it's, and it's not leading to happiness. Um, so I really went back to my roots. You know, you mentioned at the beginning um, that, you know, I, I grew up in a household. I, I suppose parents had strong philosophical beliefs. Um, parents both yogis. Um, so I, I really went back to my roots and I uh, started to have a look within. And, you know, this was the whole shift in the move to Vanuatu and living on a sustainable, you know, homestead and having our own property and our own food, our own water, our own power. Um, and just going back to the simple way, and I find a lot more, I find a lot more peace in that, um, in you know, in really looking within for happiness, opposed to chasing something that's forever moving. Um, so that's yeah. So I put together this entrepreneur, and it's just a, it's a swing on entrepreneur because I'm very passionate about entrepreneurialism, um, but I do believe that you know the true happiness is found within. And just on that point, um, you actually now, you run a program or you've run a program where you are looking to bring other entrepreneurs uh, across to, to Vanuatu to, to experience the, the beauty of the land and, and at that place. I've, I've seen some of the your, your videos of where you live and it's just simply amazing. looks like one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, so, so you're looking to now expand that out and help others go down that same path? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, me and one of my brothers, um, uh, Brendan Durrell, um, he's actually, he labels himself as the inner light warrior. Um, we put together a, a program and a retreat in Vanuatu, um, which is called inner, Innerpreneurship. Um, so it's a five-day retreat where we, we, we basically work on going within. Um, lots of meditation, um, lots of breath work. Um, and some some really strong semantic practices, and we basically use the elements, the four elements, which are very ripe in Vanuatu. I mean, there's lots of water, lots of nature, um, you know, and we use the elements, the the fire, the wind, the earth, and the air. Um, we use those elements to be able to go within, and then and then to be to go within, and then create outwardly from there um, through manifestation processes. Um, so it's quite a special journey, um, and it and it really does help that it. You're right; it is in one of the most beautiful countries in the world, in my opinion. Um, I've also, sorry, real quickly, I've also just at the moment we're just putting together. A, I've put together a program um, that's starting in July, on the 22nd of July, which is um, it's it's meditation, um, it's meditation manifestation, and I work with uh, principles of the universe. Um, there's seven, seven laws of the universe that have come through in so many different texts at 
at different times and different places in the world too many that it's you know that it's um for it to be a coincidence so i've really looked into these universal principles and how they work um and put a program together around that so that's an online thing that i'm doing as well excellent yeah i've actually seen that up there as well um and I'm glad you touched on that because one of the topics that I wanted to talk to you about, and so it's a nice little segue, is you know a lot of us, um, if we think through, there's a lot of self, you know, uh, the ego and the self-centered. Then some people see themselves as being worldly, um, some people you know see themselves as being universal or so forth. But you know, just on that point, the you know, the seven. Um, laws of the universe i think i might have got that wrong but those seven items that have come through i noticed that you transcended a bit more into that you know we are one we are connected with everything you know there's an energetic connection um and so when people talk a bit on you know spiritual side or i'm a yogi or i do meditation that even that is still a bit of a play on self-ego as opposed to are they truly connected can you talk through where you're at yourself in relation to this uh you know connection to you know animals plants the you know the earth the water the universe that's around us okay yeah um yeah look look it's um it's it's a principle called um advadata um which is uh which is a, a a sanskrit word for um which is a sanskrit word for um all is one so the Advaita principles, um, which I really I was brought up in in a household. My dad's a, a follower of um, of an Indian Indian saint called uh, Sri Ramana Maharshi. Um, he's one of the the more well known Indian saints um, and more revered. Um, but he followed these principles, and the the principle is all about non duality. Okay, so it's it's all about non duality, and is looking at the self, the individual self as the Sam or the Stephen, um, rather than looking at us as being individual, having a look at what's beyond that, what's beyond the Sam and what's beyond the Stephen um, and when you who, who are we at, at the core. Um, and through certain meditation practices and, and also philosophy, you know, you can really have a look at, at what's behind it. You know, I mean, I'm talking to you right now, but who's, who's controlling that? Who's controlling, you know, the thoughts coming through and then who's controlling the, you know, the, the, you can say the mind and then you say, well, who's controlling the mind? And you, you dig and you dig into this and this is the self-inquiry practice and you come to an answer that it's um, everything is really, is really the same and we're all part of this universal, universal consciousness, um, which, which, you know, which opens up a, a whole lot of things because, you know, especially in, um, the personal development world it's 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 very much about you know looking at the individual self and the trauma in the individual self and how how that trauma plays out in your life where these principles look beyond that so rather than identifying yourself with being Stephen or, or with being Sam um, rather than identifying with that because identifying with that comes with all the human issues that come with it the traumas you identify with what's beyond that, which is whole and complete. Um, and then it's a, it's a very interesting practice because I found that these traumas just seem to fall away. Um, I mean, everybody's got their you know their childhood shit and stuff that they grew up with, but um, you know, you to to not resonate or to not identify with these with these these traumas of the of the ego or of the person or of the individual. 
um, uh, you know, makes them really irrelevant and a really, really small thing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting practice. I suppose I want to, you know, lots of people explain this and it's, you know, uh, Rumi's got some, you know, some, some amazing stuff and the Rumi quote that everybody would have heard of is, you know, you are the drop in the ocean. Um, oh, sorry, you are not the drop, you are the ocean. Um, so it's, you know, rather than identifying as the drop, um, which has a whole lot of human stuff attached to it, you identify as the ocean, which is just so much bigger and so whole. And then you have a look at your little ego drop, and it's really irrelevant in the in this you know in the in the vastness and the and the whole scheme of the ocean. So I hope that answers your question. It's it's a long chat to have this one, but it's um I hope that answers your question in a nutshell. Yeah, no, no, it does. And and just to probably explore that a little bit further. So there's a lot of the conversation about you know how do we raise you know the global consciousness? How do we because if we look at that the the consciousness as being a driving a energy, and if we're all just seen as uh, energy, uh, all connected through, through through an energy source, then the more that we can actually be looking outside ourselves or outside our identity and looking at ourselves as a you know as you said the ocean and not the drop in the ocean, uh, surely that allows us to then change how we as a combined energy ball or an energy group and consciousness to actually change that that energy vibration and how we actually operate globally and and universally um in, in just how we see things and 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 how people feel about things and how we can actually get more you know joy happiness love happening because there's a different vibrational feel that we can actually drive yeah definitely and, and i think it's so important i mean we've got you know we've got mass separation going on around the world without getting into i don't want to give it too much energy but um you know there's this mass separation and that it, it really seems that the powers that may be are trying to separate us you know further away from each other and you know stop us from realizing this truth and a good analogy is it is you know us as humans we 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 resonate with ourselves and we think ourselves are you know, is everything. So, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't cut off your hand because you'd understand one that would hurt, and two, you'd miss your hand. Um, but if you change that perspective and you don't look at yourself as being whole, you look at yourself as being part of everything. You wouldn't you wouldn't chop off you you wouldn't chop off you know somebody else's hand, or you wouldn't you wouldn't segregate from another race or or, or another species even. Um, because you see it as part of a whole. And I think, you know, it covers just so many bases from, from the current issues, which is, you know, which is racism, um, to all sorts of environmental issues as well, you know, with, with, with all sorts of stuff around, you know, the, the cruelty to animals, to, to the way we treat the planet that we live on. If you see everything as whole um, and you see yourself as part of that, you're not going to chop off your hand, are you? So. Oh. Could not could not agree more with it, Sam. Absolutely couldn't agree more. The the interesting thing that someone actually had sent to me once, and and again, it's about the the connection in energy. Is you know, if the moon has the ability to actually make the tides go in and out, why don't we think that some of the other energies that sit within the universe we operate have the ability to affect us on a day to day basis? Um, oh, of course. You know, yeah, and I think that's for me. That's an ability to go. Yeah, that that helps understand that 
we are connected to you know this this wider energy field that's actually around us because you know it's not just the moon it's the sun and it's the planets and how they actually operate and and how they circle around us um has to create a whole lot of different energy fields that that you know if we are in ourselves you know just made up of very very tiny energy balls that are interacting together then that there has to be ways that we get impacted but we can also impact on others that are around us by choosing how we use that energy and how we decide to channel that energy yeah i mean look the moon the moon's a brilliant example because i mean if the if the moon can move the tides which is billions and billions of tons of water that it's moving um what does that do to the human makeup what does that do to the human who you know humans are what 70 78 percent water or something like that so if the moon's affecting the ocean okay and able to able to affect the ocean which is millions of or billions of tons of water what does that do to our system and how does how does that affect and it's quite funny. I mean, um, you know, uh, you know, p- places like correctional fil- uh, facilities, so jails, um, mental institutes, they know this. Um, and they, around full moon time, they actually uh, they actually tighten up their security um, because they know that you know potentially this sends people a little bit. You know, it's it's a heightened state of emotion um, around full moons, and if that if that heightened if that emotion is is sometimes. Um, reflected in a negative way that can be in heightened and that can be heightened um, on the same turn you know around the, around the full moons if if your projection of energy is positive that can also be in heightened you know that can also be brought up as well so it's a it's a very interesting concept that yeah absolutely definitely and it's fine as you said it's it's hours worth of conversation not not a, you know, a half hour so we're only really scratching the surface and touching on this um so just on a, a different a question for you, because, you know, for me, this podcast is about being totally open and explore everything and all topics. For me, that's the, the more, the more I'm being through the process, the more I'm learning just to open my mind, open my heart, open my heart and, and let things open. So thoughts on where we're at, because I know I'm, I'm becoming more in tune with this, but where we are as in, previous life and future lives and and the role we're playing now um your beliefs in relation to are we this is all it is or you know we've actually been somewhere before we've now deliberately been put into the earth at this point in time to affect our true purpose here before we actually get to move on to what what's held ahead of us um well, I, I subscribe to the idea of reincarnation. I, I just really can't make sense of anything else. Um, so I, I definitely subscribe to this idea of reincarnation. And I, I, I believe that we are on this planet to learn. Um, this idea of having a purpose, um, I, I don't believe the, the, you know, I, I believe that's a trick of the ego. Um, this idea of having a purpose, my purpose is to do this in life or you know, whether that purpose is to save the world or whether that purpose is to make a million dollars, I, I do believe that's a trick of the ego and I believe we're here just to learn. Um, we've got to remove, this is the thing, we've got to, when we talk this conversation, you've really got to remove the idea and the concept of, 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 of duality, um, which is the good and the bad, the up and the down, the black and the white. Um, so you've really got to remove these ideas and these concepts and we come here on this planet to to get the lessons that we need for our soul to evolve 
Now, our soul, for our soul to evolve and our soul's only purpose in, in my belief structure is to, is to return home and that's to return home to, to the source, return home to God um, and, become, and become one again. Um, so I believe we, we come to this, this planet, we're incarnated to come to this planet to learn the lessons. Now, some, sometimes those lessons are favourable to the ego and, and people have successful, wealthy, happy lives and sometimes those lessons are less favourable when we're stuck in famine and, you know, we've got all sorts of trauma and horrible stuff that happens to us. Um, but who are we to say what's good and bad? We've really got to remove that good and bad. And I think it's a, it's a question of growth and, and, and not so much, you know, um, whether we're getting ahead in life, if that makes sense. No, no, it absolutely does. It absolutely does because the other um, paradigm or want for a better word is um, – whether we, whether we had our children or whether our children chose us to help us learn the lesson that we need to learn whilst we're actually here in this space. Yeah, and I think, it, I think it's a combination of both. Um, and then, you know, from an absolute standpoint, you know, um, you know what we talked about, do, do, we, do we really differ from our children and aren't we all the same? Um, you know, from that. But yeah, if we're having a look at a very human standpoint, I think it sort of, I think it sort of goes both ways. You know, our kids are here to teach us, and we're here to teach our kids. And there's there's probably some sort of connection with the people that you are closest to um, that I believe that potentially lasts lifetimes, um, and not just this lifetime. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you meet those people, and you just go, hey, like I I, I know you, um, or I've known you in the past. Um, and there is that connection that you you get straight away, and I believe that's a you know potentially a, a past life or a, a previous life. And I, I say that in, a, in inverted quotes. I know we don't have the video going, but I'm going inverted quotes. But um, and let's just call it let's not call it a past life. Let's call it a different life. But in a in a different life, we definitely knew this person. That's why there's there's such a, a connection. People call it soul connection, twin flames, all this sort of stuff. But I, I definitely believe that our relationships last longer than lifetime than than a lifetime yeah no and same thing certainly agree and i'm finding you know myself 12 months ago two years ago um we wouldn't have been having this conversation because i would have thought you're a quack i would have thought that you're (laughs) you're sitting on another planet (laughs) Um, but you know the one thing i think you know as as you're saying is you start to look more inward and you start to ask more of those questions most of the reasons why I would think that, you know, I would just dismissed it was because I had chosen based on a level of preconditioning or whatever else that, you know, there was a right or wrong. And, and to your point, once you move that duality of what's right or what's wrong, um, and you just go, okay, let, let's just think through this and, and see what it looks like. Um, it is all feasible and all possible. And I'm, and I'm certainly becoming more and more aligned to, you know, there was something previous. There is there there is something ahead. This is just part of my soul's journey that, that that I'm on, and I just need to work through. You know what it is that you know my soul wants me to learn while I'm here, and if I can learn, and then I can actually help pass that on to others, and if others can then you know go on their learning journey, um, then I think that uh, you know when I leave here, that you know my time here will be definitely fulfilled. Yeah, I don't know. and it's so, for for me, it's such an easier way to live because I mean, 
we all have very human things that happen to us and things that shit us and piss us off and you know upset us and and there's a there's a whole ray of emotions that we go through as humans but you know it's a lot easier to move through those emotions when you see them as lessons and lessons that that whether you believe it or not these are beneficial lessons and these are these are growth and from my experience the the more painful that lesson the more suffering in that lesson the more growth there is in it so you know to be able to you know come out come out certain situations in your life that are challenging with the idea that this is going to support my growth is is an amazing way to to flip everything on its head and it's very easy to move through emotional states with that you know with that uh, philosophy oh yeah and again um De- definitely agree with that. So I think Sam, just before we probably finish up, um, so for the the men and women who are listening in on this podcast, any sort of last thoughts uh, in relation to you know men who may be you know still chasing that Ferrari or the you know the Rolex watch or whatever they're actually out there? Um, any thoughts or suggestions as to you know what they could now do to you know turn around and start to look at more inward happiness as opposed to chasing that external materialization yeah um look i just think you know where it's the, the, the external we're chasing something that's not permanent or present um fully permanent and fully present um i mean we may buy a ferrari we may buy a flash house but that's not going to carry with us into our next life and that's not going to carry with us you know um eternally um, it may create some sort of status symbol in, in, in a certain lifetime. But for me, it's about resonating and identifying with what is truly eternal and truly permanent um, and, and always present. And that's, um, you know, that's that, that benevolent, um, you know, that's that, that force. Some call it God, some call it source. I, I call it the absolute. Um, but when you sort of get in touch with that and you're, you run your life or, or resonate and, and identify with that opposed to things that are just going to disappear and, and not only disappear but things that are goals are forever going to change. Um, you, you find a peace in life and I, I really think, you know, we as humans, we chase, we chase happiness um, but unfortunately happiness um, continually moves and happiness is really um, left up to perspective where the search for peace is very much different where we look for peace. Um, you know, you'll find happiness within peace and peace is, peace is eternal and it stays with you. Um, so yeah, it's uh, for me and any, any, um, I suppose, um, whenever I have a chat to someone, cause a lot of people do come to me around, around this and entrepreneurs and, um, you know, that have made good money. Um, and, but realize that they didn't bring happiness and they want to look for something else. I just say look within um, and look and uh, resonate with what's permanent, identify with what's permanent and, you know, uh, leave all the other stuff alone because that would just leave you chasing forever. And there's, you know, it's a mountain that you'll never climb. Thanks, Sam. That's brilliant advice. Uh, just, I think, yeah, I love that concept of just, you know, um, you know, I haven't actually heard someone put it in that terms of, you know, look for something that's actually permanent because you're right. All the, all the other items actually, you know, the number of watches I've got in a drawer somewhere is ridiculous. 
um, because, yeah, they look good at a point in time, but, yeah, they didn't do anything. They're not permanent, just hanging around. So, yeah, I think I love that concept and it's something that uh, I think I'll start to look at and introduce as I uh, as I look to re uh, restart my meditation practice that I know I've dropped off uh, recently, so that's something on my radar to get going. So, uh, Sam, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for jumping in and dialing in from beautiful Vanuatu. Um, and no, beautiful. Thanks for having me. No worries, old man. And you, you take care and uh, you enjoy the actual, what well, is probably warm weather compared to this chilly day here in Melbourne. So take care and beautiful chatting, man. Look after yourself. Okay. Thank you. That was the great Sam Lewis. And I hope you all agree that uh, definitely is a different aspect and something more for us to all think about off the back of that. So that's it for episode five. Again, thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. I hope you have a beautiful day. Sending you much love and peace. Until episode six, I'm out, the Unearthed Man.